Hey guys, it's Erin, and I'm coming at you again from the Colorado Inn with our newest monthly installment of The Way It Was, a podcast podcast. And I want to take you back to about two years ago. So I know two years isn't that long ago at all, and isn't this a history podcast? But just stay with me. You see, I was working on my first ever podcast then, People vs. Masters. And it was about a well-known cold case murder that happened here in 1987. I wanted to know what Fort Collins looked like in 1987. So I was soon put in touch with a retired city planner. And he made an observation that I still think about a lot. You see, he said driving through Fort Collins is kind of like going on an archaeological dig. Start, for example, at Harmony Road the bustling epicenter of strip malls and hotels and movie theaters, and drive north from there on college. You'll notice that everything near Harmony is relatively new, built in the 1990s or the 2000s. But keep driving, or digging, and you'll come to Midtown. So things have definitely changed there, but you'll still spot signs of buildings built there in the 1980s. Go a little further north into town and you'll find the Kmart, which was built brand new in 1971. And it goes on and on. Dig a little deeper, get a little older. You'll find the Campus West developments of the 60s, then homes built in the 50s, then the 40s, the 30s, the 20s. And finally, you get to Old Town. Emphasis on the old. Have you seen those downtown blocks? Some of them date back to the late 1800s. So what does this all mean exactly? Well, Fort Collins, the growing city that it is, has largely grown and expanded and developed to the south. So what was there before all that growth, before the paved roads and the chain restaurants and the retail shops? Well, before Harmony Road, there was Harmony, a small but tight-knit community. Its residents were different. They were these strong-willed pioneers and farmers who made a life on the desolate stretches south of Fort Collins. And though Harmony has been largely swallowed up by civilization, by King Supers and Home Depots and Chipotles, you can still see traces of it. So again, I'm Erin Udell, and you're listening to the 10th episode of The Way It Was, The Lost Community of Harmony. originally um, the furnace room. Okay. This was originally the stage. What? (laughs) We had had a stage Uh that opened up into the original gymnasium. Okay, so these classrooms here were at the gymnasium. These have been added on. Okay. That's Lois Williamson Peltz, and she's giving me a tour of her elementary school, where she went more than 60 years ago. Located at the intersection of Harmony Road and Timberline, Harmony School was built in 1931. And the old brick building, yeah, it sticks out a little bit now. You see, over the years, it's been developed around, and it's now surrounded by a Walgreens, a 
24-hour fitness, a gas station, and restaurants. It's also catty-cornered to one of Harmony Road's biggest developments, which includes a Cinemark movie theater, Texas Roadhouse, Macaroni Grill, and much, much more. But if you go through its creaky front gate, up its steps, and through its front doors, you'll find that the old building is still remarkably a school. The building was restored in the mid-1990s, and a preschool moved in and took on the building's original name, Harmony School. And it's changed a lot since Lois went there. Back then, before grade school consolidation with Timnith, it taught up to 8th grade. Now, its classrooms are full of excited preschoolers who run through its bright and airy halls. On its second floor, an atrium-esque area greets visitors. And right below it is a giant habitat with a tortoise named Myrtle. During the school year, Myrtle lives in the middle of the hustle and bustle, munching hay. And his habitat is kind of a catch-all for all the school announcements, so there's little flyers taped to its glass walls. There were no Myrtles in Harmony School's early days. In fact, there wasn't even indoor plumbing. Here's Lois again. Originally there was a wood shop, so they taught the kids how to have a good skill. And when the five-hole outhouse was torn down, five-hole outhouse, Wow. <laughs> they put in uh, girl plumbing. and boy okay. bathrooms. Wow. Yeah, I had my niece draw a picture of what she would think a five-hole outhouse would look like because oh my obviously gosh. There aren't any of those around. Was this always the entrance here? This was always the entrance. Lois is 67, a small woman with cropped silver hair, and she lights up when asked about her childhood. She spent it not too far from the school, about a mile and a half south on her family's farm, and her roots go way back in the community of Harmony. Her great-grandparents came out to the area from Iowa in a covered wagon, here, they homesteaded and farmed their land. They had children, including Lois's grandmother, Minnie. Lois grew up with stories from her father and grandma. Back then, there wasn't much of an emphasis on recording history, so it was all more or less told to you around the dinner table, and Lois just absorbed it all. For the past 16 years, she's interviewed Harmony's old-timers, researched the former community, and finally, put it all into a book, In Search of Harmony, an anthology. With the area she grew up with all but gone, paved over by Fort Collins development, it's her way of preserving her family's history. Um, my grandmother, Minnie, was born in a dugout south of town in 1876. When you say a dugout south of town, what does that mean? It was a dugout. Like a... They dug out a space to have a home. Okay, so like a dirt floor situation, kind of? Yeah, and maybe all it had, it may have even had a dirt roof over it. Okay. What year was she born? Do you, do you remember? 1876. Okay. She was very proud of the fact that she beat the train to Fort Collins. Um, so her dad had been here before that. Uh, she came from a large family. Um, what did they do? Farm. Okay. Farmed. Uh, her dad was Stuart Webster. And there were three brothers and a sister. Okay. Um, and then when did your dad come along? 1907. Okay. So 
what stories, you, you mentioned that you grew up hearing stories about harmony around the dinner table from your grandma and mm-hmm. your father. Mm-hmm. What did they tell you about harmony? What kind of community was it? Very closely knit, um, very diverse as far as backgrounds and religions, uh, but everybody worked together men, women, children. Um, There were the haves and the have-nots, but everybody was in the same boat. Everybody was struggling to make it. Though primarily an agricultural community, Lois said Harmony was also home to bankers, lawyers, teachers, and a lot of other kinds of people. And though never an outright town, Harmony was more a loosely defined but tightly knit area, she said. Its borders were fluid, like an amoeba. The boundaries would expand and contract based on who was living where. And Harmony School was kind of at the center of it all. It was a huge gathering spot for the people of Harmony, as well as residents of Timnith, North Loveland, Waverly, even Wellington. There were plays in the school auditorium. Groceries could be grabbed across the street at the Harmony store and filling station. And when tragedy struck, as it did in those olden days of the Wild West, people were laid to rest in Harmony Cemetery. The cemetery is still there, by the way, at the southwestern corner of Harmony Road and McMurray Avenue. It doesn't look too old from afar. It's well-kept with trimmed grass and all, but it dates back really far. A lot of the graves that were once there are gone now. Some families had their loved ones moved to Grandview Cemetery when it opened in Fort Collins, but there are still quite a few graves in the old Harmony Cemetery. Some headstones even date back to the late 1800s. One of the things Grandma Minnie told me a lot about was remembering the smallpox epidemic. It took entire families of children. And that would have been like 1911? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Took entire families of children. Uh, The Fredericks lost all their children and then remarkably had a second family. Um, There was a Mrs. Smith that taught at Harmony and she and her children all died to smallpox. A little Ziegler girl that was in class with Minnie uh, died being inoculated with a dirty needle. Um, So I heard a lot about the smallpox. There were happy times in Harmony, though, too. And the strong-willed, hard-working pioneers of the small community had their successes. Known for its wet, almost marsh-like prairies, Harmony was first nicknamed Muddy, until some resourceful pioneers developed drainage systems. You can also credit Harmony pioneers with building both Warren Lake and Fossil Creek, Lois said. In her book, Lois describes Harmony's kids as hard workers, too. We worked daily, bathed weekly, and shopped monthly, she wrote. They proudly sported handmade clothes and hand-me-downs. The food they ate was the food they helped grow. And the community was home to a more diverse population, Lois recalls. There were people of different colors, creeds, and backgrounds always working there together. See, there's that tightly knit aspect again. According to Lois, everyone in harmony was in it together. Okay. So when would you say Harmony's heyday would have been? Like, when did it have, you know, the most residents? When was it, um, you know, the biggest it was? The I would say probably two different heydays. 
Prior to World War II, it was very active and it prospered. And that's when the train station would have been here and when the community center was really active. Uh, World War II, a lot of the young men went off to war, left their families collecting milk pods, milkweed pods. They used the fibers out of those for life jackets for the soldiers. So they collected uh, milkweed pods, they knit bandages. My dad talked about knitting bandages um, and raising food. Then, 50s to 60s is when I really see another good heyday for mm-hmm. Harmony. After that, it just kind of slipped away under the asphalt. That's a sad way to put it, but true. You see, Harmony started to change. As I was going through our old clippings about Harmony in the Coloradoans archive, there was very little written about the community it once was. Stories from the 90s instead tell the tale of a bustling business corridor ripe for development. And David Persons kind of witnessed it all. Do you guys remember him? If you listen to this podcast regularly, you might recognize his voice from my episode on Harper Goff and Disneyland. He was a longtime reporter at the Coloradoan, but before that, in the mid-70s, he was just here visiting his sister. The uh, first time I came to Fort Collins was in uh, 1977, and I came, I came to visit my sister, who was working at the Hewlett-Packard plant that had been built on Harmony Road, and it was all kind of brand new. I'm, I'm not sure exactly if it opened like in 75 or 76, but she was hired in 76, and I came out in 77 to visit her. And uh, what struck me in driving in on Harmony Road at the time is I don't recall it being called Harmony Road. Uh, it, was, it was a county road then. I believe it was Larimer County Road uh, 68. I think it's 72 over in Well County. But anyway, um, I, I came through and, and saw where Hewlett-Packard was, and I kept driving west, and you, it seemed like you drove forever, and all you ever saw was countryside. And I kept thinking that this is this is kind of odd that you know there's nothing else out here. And then I drove past uh, the old school building, and I kind of you know I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and and thought well that's kind of cool. Maybe there was a, a town here some uh, a long time ago. Maybe this is part of Fort Collins or something. I I don't know anything about it. And that was my first experience at at, at uh, you know kind of glancing and noticing the school. A year later in '78, uh, the Colorado and hired me. And I came out, and uh, as I got to know the town a little bit better in 78 and 79, I started using uh, that county road, which is Harmony Road now, as a way to get out of town. But it was a long way out of town. Mm-hmm. If you drove south on College out of uh, Fort Collins, uh, the last main street was Horsetooth. Uh, okay. You had to drive another mile through the country to get to what was Harmony Road and then go east out to the, toward the interstate. According to Lois's research, things really started to change around the time they paved Harmony Road, close to 1980, she said. In the 1980s, uh, things began to, i say about the mid-80s, things began to pop a little bit out there. Um, and I think a lot of that was due to Hewlett-Packard and a lot of the people they were bringing in. Uh, they wanted to uh, live closer to where they worked. They didn't want such a, uh, a long drive. So that area began to get pretty heavily developed through the 80s. But uh, in the late mid to late 70s, 
that was just way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a ghostly, eerie kind of time to drive by there in the late 70s and early 80s really? um, until they started developing Harmony Road. And then all of a sudden, Harmony Road took on this vibrant life of its own and, and, and really took off and grew and just completely devoured uh, what used to be Harmony. You know, Do you uh, remember exactly when that would have happened, when the development out there just kind of took off? Yeah, it was the early 90s. Okay. Uh, I was the business writer at the time, and I was doing stories about, um, you, you know, retail follows rooftops is the old saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the more uh, rooftops began to grow out there, we began to see more and more retail development in that quarter. They finally had to widen the road because it's got so much traffic on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it really blew up in the 90s. One newspaper article from that time hit me extra hard as a lover of history. In February 1991, one of the last remaining family farms that lined a growing Harmony Road was finally put up for sale. Leonard and Katie Franz had moved onto the farm in 1903, and almost 90 years later, as development swelled along the once quiet country road, their grandchildren had been leasing out its land and keeping up its outbuildings. But in 1991, it was finally time to sell and say goodbye. That February, they held an auction, selling off most of the farm's equipment. The land has since been developed. So many signs of old harmony are just gone. The farms and old farmhouses, the railroad depot that saw trains chugging in from Fort Collins or Denver, the harmony store, that's gone too. But then, of course, there are people like Lois Williamson Peltz, who understand that just because buildings fall, doesn't mean memories have to be forgotten, too. I'm Erin Udell, and you just listened to our 10th episode. So thank you so much for taking an interest in local history. It's really nice being able to share these stories with you. The Way It Was is hosted and produced by moi right here at the Fort Collins Coloradoan. If you have any ideas for upcoming episodes, always feel free to reach out to me by emailing me. That address is Erin Udell at coloradoin.com, or you can always tweet me at Aaron Udell. And if you like what you hear, please don't hesitate to leave us a rating and review in your Apple Podcast app. We publish new episodes the second Thursday of each month, so keep an ear out for December's installment. Before I go, I just want to thank David Persons and Lois for chatting with me for this podcast. Lois's book, In Search of Harmony, is available for purchase at Old Firehouse Books and at the Fort Collins Museum of Discoveries gift shop. I think now is a good time, by the way, to tell you that the Coloradoans video editing room where I've been putting together this episode all day is like a balmy 80 degrees for some reason. So I need to get out of here and go watch Jeopardy with my dog because I promised him I would. But I will be back next month, guys, and I hope you will too. Uh, Thanks, as always, for listening to The Way It Was and nerding out with me over local history. I will talk to you next month.